Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to WL4J's Honestly Speaking. I am your host, Sister Alyssa Lynn. I am so grateful and thankful to God to be before you yet again today. I am telling you, it has been a week. I tell you, and it's only Wednesday. But giving our honor and glory to the Lord, I am so thankful to be before you. Despite all the things that I faced this past week, despite everything, I'm still here. I'm still praising him. I'm still giving him all honor and glory. I had a few moments this week that I was just, whew, um, just to give you a little bit before I get into what I was talking about, because what my week probably led to this, um, honestly speaking, but, um, with the loss of my daughters and my son being in a, a, a rehabilitation or a residential treatment uh, facility, um, and dealing with that aspect and my mother's, um, 10 year anniversary of her being deceased was, um, on the 16th, which was Monday, and then dealing with having, then I had to do a, a family therapy session with my son, and him not really wanting to talk, and 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 then <laughs> it was like everything just piled up on me. And on Monday, um, I, I went shopping with my husband, and one of the things we don't do is shop together. <laughs> I am not the typical or the stereotype of a woman shopping. I go in, I get what I need, and I come right back out. Even when I have money to shop, before I even leave the house, I know what I'm going to look for. So, for example, if it's um, Christmas and I know I'm going Christmas shopping and I'm getting this person this and this and this, I don't look for a better gift. I just go get what I said I was going to get and come back. If I need a dress for church... I know if it's going to be black or whatever, even if I don't know, like, there's no specific color. I know that I'm looking for a dress. I go in, the first dress I see that I like, I buy it, and off I go. I'm not a big shopper. I don't do that. My husband, on the other hand, is. He will go and take his sweet time through the whole entire store, talking to everybody he meets. <laughs> and anybody that knows my husband knows that this is true. Minister Merv is very sociable, which is probably why he is a very good evangelist and, and, and um, has that pastor capacity because he is a people person. He's very much a people person. So when we go to the grocery stores, I tend to give him the, I go get what I need, put it in the cart and walk away. I go sit in the car or whatever. Well, this shopping trip Neither one of us really knew what we wanted for dinner, and we needed to go to the store. So we're in the store, and my husband says he wants pot roast. I don't do roast. It wasn't pot roast. I forget what kind of roast it was, but it, pork roast, I think it was. I don't do pork roast. Let's put it more specifically. I don't do his pork roast. My husband's taste and seasonings is not the same as mine. So... I'm standing there getting a little perturbed because I don't want that for dinner. So, but because he's the man of the house and he works and blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, okay, he can have that. I'll have hot dogs. 
But I'm irritable because I'm missing our daughters. I'm missing my son, our son. I'm missing um, all of that. I'm still trying to process some of the things that is going on with my son um, versus the stuff that happened with the girls. and I mean, I'm just trying to process, still trying to process all this stuff. And it was just a bad day. I didn't get much sleep the night before. It was just a bad day. So, to stop us from arguing in the store, I do my normal go to the car. So, I go to the car. We get home. Well, the disagreement starts. So, then I'm just having a really bad day. Now, all along, mind you, I am putting on gospel music, praise and worship, because I know what I'm... You know what's really funny? Not to change the subject. I don't yawn. All day long. I do this broadcast and I have to yawn in it. I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if I was actually looking at somebody. I don't know. But anyhow, I go, come home. I'm listening to my praise and worship, trying to put my focus on. But then the woes means, oh my goodness, why does this have to be me? Why is he acting this way? Why don't we have the girls? If God is God, he could have stopped it. Blah, 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 blah. What about the vision he showed me with the kids? And how's that going to happen? I'm just questioning everything. So then my husband comes in and he says something. And because I'm already just emotionally distraught, I went off. I just, blah, 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 blah. you did this, blah, 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 blah. And then I caught myself and I said to him, look, this is what I'm dealing with. And I named everything that was on my mind and on my heart at that time. Well, as I'm telling him, I start bawling like this two-year-old baby, you know, when you just can't stop and I'm just crying and crying and crying. Well, I don't like to cry. I'm one of those people, I don't like to cry, I don't like people to see my weakness, this is something I do, but I swear since I came to Christ and the Holy Spirit is just like, you're going to cry, you need to get this out. So I did that, and I felt a little bit better, but I didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel like my normal, I want to praise the Lord, I want to give him glory, yes, I'm going through this, but thank you Jesus, anyhow. I didn't feel that way. I couldn't focus. I needed to get schoolwork done. And on Monday, I, did, I couldn't get nothing done. I, I literally sat in the chair I'm sitting in now in front of my computer staring at the screen because I couldn't get anything done. I picked up the papers for school because I printed out what I needed to read. I couldn't even focus on it. And I just started talking to the Lord, but I couldn't bring it all into perspective. It's time to go to bed. I go to bed. I didn't fall asleep until 5 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. Had to get up at 9. So Tuesday, I'm still kind of like, oh, okay. And I'm doing this 40-day praise thing, and I swear it must be because I started that. So yesterday was day one with the 40 days of praise, and I am like, okay, I can't do this. And with the 40 days of praise, I'm also doing anointed by the spirit. Because what I'm doing is trying to prep myself because I want I like to start the new year off doing a fast. Well, this year I want to do a 40-day fast. But to prepare my body for it because I'm a diabetic and all that stuff, 
I start out with like now I'm just drinking solely water and and as things go on I will progress to remove stuff so that by January 1st I am completely clean and I'm doing the fast. Well, to help me prepare to get through that, because this process is really hard when you're used to eating whatever you want, and now I'm starting to make some adjustments. And so I'm doing this um, devotional called Anointed by the Spirit, and I'm doing 40 Days of Praise to help get me where I need to get. And yesterday it was okay oh you know that's nice okay yes because the scripture for the one yesterday was um actually um wl4j's one of our main scriptures which is isaiah 61 and 3 i believe was the one yes yeah, 61 and 3 which talks about beauty for ashes and all that um and in giving um turning our beauty into i mean our um ashes and the beauty and the oil of um godness or i forget exactly how it is i'm sorry um for for praise and i'm like okay yeah yeah all right um i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there this is why i'm doing this process i'm gonna get there just help me lord i'll get there and then today's theme was inhabit inhabits our praise and the prayer was, today I build a throne for my God by praising you. I exalt you, dear Lord and Savior. You are highly exalted above all things. Inhabit my praises as I magnify the God who is more than enough. And I went, okay, yeah, you need you need to start doing that, girl, because look how you're feeling, how you're looking, how you do. This isn't working. You're not, you need to start doing that. And I said, okay, I'm just going to praise the Lord till I start feeling better. Even if I don't feel good, I'm just going to keep praising him. And I'm going to try and remain positive. That's also part of my thing that I do is when I'm preparing myself, there's no negativity. I'm trying to remain positive. And you know nothing but negative has happened and a bunch of negative is in my mind. So it was, it's been a battle, um, which just lets me know that, and I'll get into that. But anyhow, I, I just started with all that. Then I got to today's anointed by the spirit lesson and the lesson itself told me to read genesis chapter 15 and i read that and that is about when god's doing the the, the covenant with abraham and let me just read what this thing says here it says the spirit of god spoke to abraham through a vision to reveal his covenant through a vision, God made a covenant with Abram to guarantee that his future descendants would be blessed and protected. God's spirit gives visions and certifies their truth. He gave his word or covenant and then shed his blood and sealed his promise. God's promise to Abraham has been fulfilled through the millennium to our day. Then the question is, what covenant promise has God's spirit made with you that is sealed with blood? And then you're supposed to read Romans chapter 4, verse 1, all the way to Romans chapter 5, verse 11. And then you're supposed to um, look at that and, and compare your, your life and, and, and summarize how Abraham's faith is an example for your life in the spirit. So as I was reading that I read um, Romans chapter 4. Um, and that section of Romans, when you read it in the King James Version, 
always threw me off. And the Holy Spirit said to me, go to an NLT version. And I don't do that often. So when it pops into my mind to do that, I know it's God telling me to go there. And he was telling me to go there because the breakdown in the NLT of those verses really clarified some things for me. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. But um, I'm going to read, start off with a couple verses here. Verse 13 reads, Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that came comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. Now that's verse 13 and 14 of Romans chapter 4 in the NLT version. And if you actually, you can go on um, the internet and go to Bible Gateway. And if you want, you can flip between the two and you can see why I went to the NLT version. <laughs> but when I read that, this little light bulb clicked on in my head. But I had to continue reading. So I kept reading. And as I was reading the rest of it, it started to hit me. And let me just read verse 18 and 19 for you and, and a little bit further. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Verse 20, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Now that is from 18 to the end of chapter 4. So I started, now y'all know, those who know me know that I'm starting to feel a little bit better because I'm reading the word and I'm getting a better understanding of it. And then the last thing that I read well, the next thing I read, let me read the first verse, and then I'll go to the 11th verse. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Now, that is Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Romans chapter 5, verse uh, 11 says, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. All right. Now there's, I really, if you are lacking hope 
or feeling let down, I encourage you to go read Romans chapter 4, verse 1, all the way to Romans chapter 5, verse 11. If you're not picking up what they're saying or it's not doing anything spiritually for you in the King James Version, pick up the New Living Translation, which is the NLT version. Just go on the line and, and read it. I'm telling you. I read this and things started hitting me. I started thinking about the fact that Abraham was 100 years old. He had given up. He has not. He did not give up. He trusted God. He believed God. And he just kept holding on waiting. I'm sure, as we all know, there was moments because that's how um, uh, Ishmael came along. Because there was moments where they tried to do things their own way. So I'm sitting here myself and I'm thinking about that. And then I just started thinking about the whole aspect of Abraham and the fact that God gave him this promise and technically he didn't see the fulfilling of that promise. And the reason why I say that is because God told him that the sands would, his family would outnumber the sand. So he didn't think in the manner he didn't get to see that. I'm not saying he didn't think that. He didn't get to see it. He had faith. All he needed was the offspring that God had promised for all this to come through. Because when you read Genesis, God tells him that the promise isn't through Ishmael, although Ishmael will be a great nation. That's in Genesis. But he tells him that the promise is through the son that he promised him with Sarah. So all Abraham needed was to see Isaac. And then he knew 100% without any doubt that God's covenant would come to pass. What is so awesome about Abraham is he didn't even need to see Isaac. He believed that before Isaac was born. Because when he is confronted with that, again, he steps out and changes his name from Abram to Abraham because God told him to, which Abraham meant father of many nations. So you know people was probably making fun of him because back then people paid attention to what your name was because it had meaning. Not like we do now. Sometimes I wish some of these mothers would name <coughs> their children, pay attention to the name that they name their children. Because when you name your child that, it doesn't they take on some of those traits of that name. So, uh, yes, I do believe that. So, anyhow, because everything's spiritual. Let me explain that. I'm not saying voodoo or anything like that. But there, everything is tied spiritually. So, we need to. that's one of the reasons why we need to watch what we say, what we allow into our lives. So, I also believe that when we give someone a name, that that is also, they take on some of those traits of that name spiritually. So anyhow, um, moving on. So Abraham has this unbelievable faith about what's about to happen. Although at, 90, at 60, 70, 80, 90, he still does not see it manifest before him. And then here comes 
Isaac. So Isaac is born and the covenant is manifest before him. And he's rejoicing because he has another son. He has the promised son and all this lovely stuff. And I'm sure Sarah was just probably blown away the moment she found out she was pregnant. But <clears throat> I started taking that to my own life. And I started taking that at my own situation. I even went as far as going, hmm. Whereas my husband and I listening when we accepted the girls, was that really God's desire or was it our desire? Because you remember, Abraham and his son, Ishmael, was not to be. God did not ordain that. But they, Sarah, felt bad, offered her handmaiden. And Abraham, I don't care, everybody be putting the blame on Sarah, but Abraham stepped to the plate and made the baby. He could have said no, and he did not. He went ahead and he did it. So to me, that's a moment of going, well, I'm going to fix this. Well, maybe this is what God, she said it was okay. So maybe this is what God wants us to do. So I was looking at our own situation. And I'm like, well, maybe this is what, what we did. Maybe that's what we did with the girls. Now, I'm not comparing our upcoming um, uh, children to Isaac. But in our eyes, they are an Isaac to us because we've waited for them and we're waiting for them and we're trusting and believing God. See, I saw a vision when my, when my husband and I were courting of yeah, six kids and the more I thought about it today and God brings stuff back to you, he reminded me my son was not his age that he is now in this vision. He was a couple years older than he is now. And I'm going, okay, Lord, you're bringing all this back to my remembrance so that I don't doubt you. I'm sitting here questioning, making sure, am I doing things right? Am I living right? And the Lord just wanted me to know hope, hope and faith go hand in hand. You hope and you have faith and you trust and you believe and you move forward and you don't. Don't stop moving forward. So as I'm going through all that and I'm processing all this and I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know what, Lord? Thank you. Because he knew I needed to read this today. He knew that I needed, that I would not only need to read it, that I'd be open to accept what it said. Yeah, I went through a couple days of just, uh, but he knew that I needed that. He knew that I that today I would be open to it because I'm to the point today, today I was like, I can't do this. I want to rejoice and I don't feel like it because I'm not getting what I want. You know how little kids do stomping their feet. I want what I want and I want it now. It don't work that way when you're in Christ. It just doesn't. He is our father of God, and he's our father. <laughs> our, but you know what? He's, he, <laughs> he's straight. <laughs> he don't play that I'm going to flip out, and then he's just going to give in and give you what you want. He don't, he don't play that. Not when he has a plan that is meant for good for our lives. He can't. 
He can't do that. He cannot do that to us because we end up failing or falling apart or missing the missing even a bigger blessing that he has for us. So he knows that he, he can't do that. And I thank him for that. Although today and yesterday, I really was like, nah, I wasn't feeling that. But it's okay, I think, sometimes to feel that way because we begin to talk to God with the truth and how we feel. And when we do that, not only do we release it unto him, he sees that we trust him enough and we're building that relationship. So in building that relationship with him, we begin to get closer and then we get more faith and we have our faith grows. Um, it only takes a grain of a mustard seed. This is the faith that's need to move mountains. But I, I don't have that I swear so I don't have that grain. I'm far from that grain. <laughs> Because sometimes my mountains just stick right where they are. And I think that's okay too because the Lord wants me to work it out with him and, and come to him so that I have a better understanding. So I want to encourage you today. One, no matter how bad it gets around you, continue to surround yourself with people of the Lord songs of the Lord, continue to read your word, continue to definitely talk to him, tell him how you feel. There were certain parts that I was just, I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, Lord, I can't take it. This is enough. I just, I just, I just, I just, and God knows. He knows. He knows how you feel. All he wants you to do is trust him enough to tell him. And see, that's a big thing to us, whether we realize it or not. Most of us don't, I mean, we don't walk up to complete strangers and tell them our business. We tell people we trust what's really going on inside of us. I was writing a sister on an email and she was like, what's going on with you and me this week? Because we both there and they know that. And, 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 and it's beautiful to be able to express yourself to someone without worrying about them judging you. Well, we can't do that with everybody. We know this because some people just ain't where we are. But when you do that with God, you don't have to worry about it. But when you get to the point where you're comfortable enough to do that with God, I honestly believe, I ain't say this in a word, he's pleased. I believe he's pleased with us because then here comes those blessings of peace, calm, and, 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 and love and filling him. Those are blessings. Those are the spiritual blessings that we so desperately not only need, but want. We want those because we feel better when we're walking in them. So I want to encourage you today, don't give up. Continue to have hope. Continue to have faith. Stay in the word. Trust in the Lord. And I'm telling you, if you felt like I felt this week, go read Romans chapter 4 and chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And read it in the NLT version because it really opened it up for me. And I'm sure that it might help you too. I'm telling you, God is good. His mercy is forever. And we are blessed and highly favored. I'm telling you, sisters, there is no other way to live but to live for Christ and Christ alone. And I am so grateful that I am his child because without him, I would be absolutely nothing. Mm -mm -mm. The mercies of Lord. He has such patience for us.
Well, I want to thank you today for joining me, allowing me to share a little bit of me, hoping to encourage you today. If you do feel that you need to speak to someone, I just wanted to let you know that our phone lines are back up and operational. Um, it's 800-640-3517. It is operational Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays and Sundays, and it's from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, also available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is our email at wl4j1107 at gmail.com. We truly thank God for you today. Know that I pray every day for WL4J listeners, posters, all that stuff. God is able to keep us and we need to pray one for another. Until next time, God bless.